Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Now, what do you do? Because I, I know there's even more stuff I'm missing. Where did you land now? Like, I know I read all the cool stuff in the bio, but like day to day, month to month, What's the current entity? So the current entity, we have a company called Seven Stage Advisors. And the seven stages is the methodology. Remember that milestones methodology? There was a graph with seven stages on it. And so I changed the name of the company to Seven Stage Advisors. And what we are is an advisor. We're known as a growth advisory firm. And we come into a company and we provide uh, a clients immediate bandwidth in the four major areas of their business strategy, business development, operations, and finance. And we're like a bolt-on C-suite, regardless of your size. Startup, under a million, over a million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, doesn't matter. Um, you'll use us in the, in the, in the mix and proportion that's, that's appropriate for your company. And our job is to, you know, we're, we're lifelong coaches, but every one of our coaches and advisors is a former executive, current or former entrepreneur. And the way our method works is that you had to have bought, run, sold, managed, or advised a business bigger than the one that your client is trying to build. So we're always a step ahead. That's our That's idea. That's very cool. I like right. that idea. That's a very... Yeah. Really, really good rule. I mean, that, that's an academic rule, right? You can only teach a degree a level lower than the one you've earned. Oh, there you go. Right on. That, that's the so, rule in academia. You, you can't yeah. master's program if you don't have a PhD. You can't teach a bachelor's program if you don't have a master's. Like you have to always have a degree above the level that you're teaching. Perfect. Perfect idea. So um, uh, perfect correlation, I should say. And, um, so, and so that's how we go about it. And um, we are uh, a, a group of business advisors and, you know, who have kind of won our business battles and now we want to give back. Um, we, I just made a business out of that. And so we can bring really some heavy hitter um, talent to the small to mid market. So we have, uh, and we are generalists, which is a specialty in and of itself, meaning we, uh, most people think of a generalist as just, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. But the reality is, is that a generalist is the hardest thing to be because you have to be good at multiple areas of a business. So our specialty is that we take innovative strategies from other sectors and we bring them into your sector um, to be game-changing disruptions for your business. So, Sounds like a lot about what I do. Like I always say to people, yeah. someone recently quoted me on LinkedIn. Like I think Esty Rand says she's like jack of all trades, master of all. I'm like, no, no, that was close. <laughs> that was a slight close. I say jack of all trades, master of some. <laughs> Master of some. There you go. Master right. of some. And I think that really is the best way to be a generalist. You're not going to be a master of all, right? But, but being a master of, of some and, and having that breadth and that you bring to the table, that's totally what's, what's propelled my company. Um, right. So imagine- it's so different than most of what's out there. That, that's why I love it. Right. I, I like that, that frame on it because it really is the hardest thing to find. Yeah, you're, um, there was a great article written about the innovations of the 20th century, and the article said that 82% of all the innovations of the 20th century came from the front lines of another industry. 
So meaning where one industry took it to another? Correct. So the, the classic story of how drive-through banking started was, I think it was back in the 80, late 80s, um, a banking executive had as part of their strategic plan, how do we provide more office hours and without increasing our expenses? And one of the banking executives gets a call from his wife and she says, listen, I'm, I'm going to be late getting home from work. Can you pick up dinner on the way home? He's driving home. He goes to a McDonald's. And he goes to the drive-through window and he says, huh, I wonder if we could do this for banking. And so it was a restaurant that changed the banking world. Apple, a computer company, changed the way music is recorded, shared, distributed. consumed, totally. distributed, totally. Okay. That's um, so interesting to think about. I, I like that a lot. I, I never thought I'd do that also. A lot of my best ideas for my clients are coming from from a different industry like oh you're in yeah. design you know what this guy in construction does something you should totally try it exactly and it really it really does work that way and, and if you look actually the hallmarks of the most viral content is actually a blend of other viral content when you look at yeah. what goes the most it's they've taken x from one place y from another place z from a third place put it together and boom it hits every note yeah, Madonna, in the early days of MTV and video, Madonna took the club dances, put them on music videos, and they became the, they became the video crazes, you know? And, um, and, and so there's, there's example after example after example where somebody took an idea from one industry, put it in another, and that industry doesn't think that way. So they're like, wow, look at this thing. And before you know it, it's it's the latest craze, you know? I like that a lot. And I think that's so helpful for people because everyone thinks they've got to reinvent the wheel. I always right. say, try harder, try different. But try different mm. doesn't mean start from zero. Right. Look at what else is being done. Maybe not in your industry. Maybe in a different one. Maybe in a different place, different size, different something. Yeah, I ask this a lot in my keynotes um, of the audience. I'll say to them, how often... Now, I know you probably do because your work, and just like I do, because my work, our work um, dictates it, but for most, it doesn't. And I ask them, how many um, industry events do you go to on a regular basis that are outside your industry? How many conferences, annual conventions? And most people are like, hmm. None. No, I'm in insurance. I go to insurance. I'm in Dental, I go to dental. I'm an accountant, I go to, right? But we do, because our clients in so many different industries, um, most people, I've got a concrete client, he just goes to the concrete and paving shows. Why would I go to anything else? Um, but we, I tell people you should go to the other ones because the problems in your industry, there's other industries that don't even have a word for it because that problem doesn't even exist. Doesn't even exist, you know? And, um, and so, you know, they have solutions for it. So if you go to those other, if you go to those other um, industry events, you'll find the solutions right there. Like I remember when, um, when I was building log homes, the log home structure is a wide open plan. It's a totally open. It's got very few walls, like just for the bathrooms and the bedrooms, pretty much that's it. Upstairs has a loft, right? And I remember, cause I was a home builder and I'm, and for years I'm building these wide open plan buildings for log, log buildings. And then there's this new development with a wide open plan. I remember walking <laughs> in it and I'm like, office space, totally. <laughs> guys, this is a log home minus the logs. Right. And they're like, huh? I said, yeah, you remember that brochure I showed you? 
I said, yes, yeah, somebody read that now open plan. You know, it's been around forever. It, but you got to go to that conference across the hall because they've been talking about it forever. And you guys, you know, now all of a sudden pulling the walls down is a smart way to go. It's been around for a while. You just got to pull it out from another, another sector. You know? I think that's so cool. And I think it speaks so much to, you know, a lot of people, they try to stay in their silos. Like I always say, you know, a lot of small business try to try to build off the corporate model. Either they came from there or they made the gross mistake, in my opinion, of hiring a corporate level advisor for a tiny business and they silo things, right? Yeah. Which is the only way you can do something at a really grand scale. And it's the worst thing you could do in a tiny business because yeah. then no one talks to each other and no one knows what's going on. And Marketing will learn really well from finance, will learn really well from sales, will learn really well from operations, not just what's going on in the business, but how to help each other solve each other's problems. Right. Yeah, so siloing, yeah, it'll give you a floor, it'll give you some structure, and it'll get you to a certain level, but this, with a floor comes a ceiling. And, yeah, and it will, sure. it, it, it absolutely caps where you can go. So yeah, it I, I in the seven figures, totally. But yeah. when you're trying to hit six figures, you can't build it like a nine figure company. Right. Yeah, right on, right on. It's got to so be. I, I know where it caps. I, I definitely get that. I, I've seen in my clients, we can hit like up to eight figures like that. Past right. that, you do have to silo it. But I've seen so many micro businesses who are just trying to hit six figures or multi six figures do it like that and profit. And I'm like, this is what's eating your profits. <laughs> this yeah. is what you're not getting there. They're going way too early. In our model, we don't systematize a business till the fourth stage out of seven for that very reason, because you'll, you'll squelch all the creativity in the company. It's too totally. early, you know, so. Totally makes sense. So at the stage you're at now, which is, you know, quite advanced, can you share with us a current struggle in the business? Sure. Well, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm so glad we have our therapy session too, because <laughs> I've got, I've got three and you can, you can help me with each of the three. Awesome. So yeah, it, it's, um, it's the, I think the pod, the podcast um, industry specifically has um, been an indirect benefit to me only because, uh, you know, I got into coaching really early. I was one of the early guys in coaching. And um, now that the coaching industry has matured, you know, I, I, you know, that's helped me in my pursuit of building my personal brand. But in Seven Stage Advisors, it, um, it has, you know, again, with every good thing comes a challenge. So one of the things I'm really working through right now is how to build a lead generation funnel that's beyond me, right? Um, and it's, uh, so we, you know, we, our business is, has, is growing, has been growing, it's doing very nicely, but it's, um, I, I think that it, it's getting limiting because I can only do so many personal appearances and I can scale it and be in front of a certain amount of audiences and all that. But there is a, there is a limit to it. And, and now I'm starting to think as much legacy as I'm thinking currency. I like and that so, phrase. Yeah. So I want the seven stages to live well beyond me. And, um, you know, Dale Carnegie, you know, that company is based on the principles of Carnegie, not just Dale, you know, and so I want the same. And so I want to get beyond me from a lead gen perspective um, and others, others using the message and the model. So that's one of the, that's one of the things that we're working on right now. Um, and uh, one of our answers, and we're going to find out how well that it happens is we are in our model of delivery of our services, every client, Every employee of every client gets coaching, mentoring, training on a regular basis, no matter what, no matter how big the company, 
whatever. And we have group trainings and all this. And so, and so the, um, we are moving from, we are adding on, I should say, just in client office training to training summits at our, at our facility. And, and I know it has got, you know, we're going to make people travel. You're going to have to come. Yes. Yes. You SD are coming to New Jersey. Yes, you are. And you'll love it. You will, you will, you'll love it. And, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, we're going to bring people out a couple times a year. All of our clients get to come for free. Um, we're also going to have other, there's other companies that want to engage with us, but not, not in the, not in the full whole enchilada level, but in the training level. So we're, we're, um, we're adopt, we're, we're adopting that event model, um, uh, you know, as one of our answers. So, so those are the two challenges that I have going on, uh, right now. The kind of the third one is we are digitizing our, uh, delivery model. And, um, I, while I would have called that more of a challenge before I see more and more how it's being asked for. So I'm not as concerned about that, but, um, but we, um, the big thing on my mind right now is delivery, uh, overall delivery, so it's sustainable, and lead gen, but really it's legacy that's on my mind. I totally hear that. Yeah. Where's the quality control? Because that's always the biggest concern when you scale, right? When you're small, when it's just mm. you, you are quality control. That's easy. When yeah. you have you know, as many fingers and toes as employees, also not a super big deal. You know, and it's as you yeah. said, to have more people on staff or, or who are going out there with a piece of your reputation, that's where it starts right. to get really iffy. Um, what's, what are the quality control elements in place for the digitized delivery, for the extended training, for all of that? Is there stuff in place for that? Yeah, so it, it all revolves around our model. And, um, you know, the model has been... I, I wrote it in the '90s. It's you know, it's very tried and true. We occupy a very specific niche in the market, and we have very little competition um, there. So the the coaches and the advisors that are practitioners of our model, there's it, it's it's so hard. It would be so hard for them to sustain it on their own, and it's such a team concept that it lends itself to a certain amount of loyalty and control. Um, but how do you so, know that but, they're delivering it properly when you're not the one overseeing okay. them anymore? How do you know? Because this is where, you know, in my opinion, where legacy comes in. Dale Carnegie is Dale Carnegie. The stuff is so clear that when you say it, you know it. You know, I said to a client the other day, he's telling me this whole issue and this whole problem, concerned about aging out of the market. I just took one look at him. I'm like, you know, this isn't, you just have an issue with dealing with uncertainty, right? Like you just need a high level certainty. He's like, Tony Robbins. <laughs> certainty right. and variety, you know, and, yeah. and people have these codifications where it's just, the, and I didn't even learn it through Tony. Um, I actually learned it through one of Tony's trainers who has his whole methodology, um, quoting it and, but, but it's a Tony thing and everybody sure. knows. It. And when yep. I say to somebody, you know, a name is the most important sound to any one person in any language, you say to me, Dale Carnegie, done. When I right. say to you sharpen the saw, you say to me, Kobe. Right. And they've codified this to the point that even if someone's not officially trained by them, it's theirs. Right, 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 and, right. And I, I have not been inside these organizations. Like I, I look at people like you and I like, like almost like drip envy, but like in a way of like, not me instead of you, me also. Like I've always wanted to do these trades. I've always just been like, you know, reading the books and then creating my own stuff. Um, but like <laughs> I've never been inside them. 
But I would venture a guess, based on my knowledge, the only way they've gotten there is because there's quality control at every level, making sure that as the teachings go down, A, they're so simple, visual, anchored, linguistically simplified, that they can't be messed up even by the readers and that anyone teaching them is not only rigorously trained and tested, but constantly, you know, as they say on the phone, this call may be monitored or recorded for quality right, sure. purposes. For quality purposes. <laughs> and that has to be in place or you can't, you can't build legacy because it has to be so much bigger than you. It has to be so simplified, yeah. so much that, you know, someone hears it like, oh, that's Carl. That's Carl. Right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm known for something called the obnoxious offer. Okay, I like so that. We, Again, so you we, can anchor that. You right. can feel that. You, you can feel can it. Picture it. You see the guy saying it. That's awesome. Yeah, and we've got a number of other isms that we use throughout our process. And our process, you know, it's uh, we are the seven stage advisors. Our growth methodology is a seven stage growth cycle. So there's visuals, and we've got uh, there's visuals. We've got our um, our isms, we've got our acronyms, we've got our language, and all of that intellectual property um, that we use with with uh, our clients and, and throughout all of our advisors. So we try to instill the entire language and operating system in the client culture as we go. And that has right. to start with the advisor. So you're absolutely right. Okay, so that reinforcing makes a lot of sense. But here's the fun thing. You already have the answer to all your questions. I'll show you where it is. Based on everything you've told me, your background's not in marketing. My, my, my superpower is marketing. Yeah. So it's marketing and sales. Gotcha. Um, your background is not there um, as, as much based on what you're telling me. You take the exact same skill set, strategies, structures, systems, consistency, and you build your marketing sales machine the exact same way. Mm. Right? We even had a guy on the show a couple of weeks ago right? He literally wrote the program on high ticket sales. I'll connect you. We're friends. Right. Um, cool. And all you have to do is the same machine you built operationally, you can build that same machine in marketing. It's the same right. thing. Right right marketing changes and digital is different. Everything's different. But the value proposition is at the core, right? The audience connects. Like when I teach marketing, I have a whole um, graphic organizer also. That's like my thing. Um, it's called the marketing flower and the seed is the core. It's that light. It's that essential right. value offer, right? And then the target is the center of the flower. The stem that connects them is the 2 a.m. problem. I would say some people, you only solve a 2 p.m. problem. That's why no one really wants to pay you very much. You know, we pay more the later it gets in the day. I like <laughs> that. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. And so that, that foundation, that's the foundation of all your marketing. And again, all your rules. Yes. The nuances of how you get out there and the vehicles and the mediums. Eh, Fine. Right, marketing is the medium and the message, but it's still that's just the outside. Yeah. So right. and and the sales machine, the sales process, the same way, you know, your boss had a thing. This is how a proposal looks. This is what you do. You go to the guy, you say it like this. You have this, you don't even realize. Right. You haven't right, codified right. it yet. It's there. Yeah. All yeah. you gotta do is codify it the same way, use the same exact skills. I always tell everyone, work from your place of strength. You've got this. Right. Your lead funnel that's beyond you is your lead funnel that is you. Right, sure. Right on. Right on. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. It's already there. I love unbearing things that are already there. It makes my life so easy. <laughs> cool. Very intuitive. Right on. The same thing, by the way. Yeah. Once you've run a couple, they become a thing, right? Yeah. Same way Tony just shows up to his stuff, if at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I know. He's got, yeah. Exactly. Health challenges right now, for sure. Yeah, so it, it is 
It is a thing, but it's that same. And that's why I asked you first, if you'd had all that quality control in place, if you hadn't, I couldn't have given you the solution, but you do, which means you know how to do this on your own. No one even has to teach it to you. Someone's just got to show you the nuances in marketing and sales where that comes to play. Exactly. And then Pick it up and move it over. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're so set. And the whole thing with the digitizing the delivery that you do want to, it gets tweaked because you lose things in translation from yeah. to digital. But as long as you're dealing with the experts and as long as you're, you're building as you go, the one thing I would say to you there, and I talked to another guest about this recently, just don't build the product first. I know it's counterintuitive, <laughs> don't, right. but don't do it. Don't do it. Even though you already have it as a human delivery model, the digital delivery is different. Um, I know this from my own online program. Um, we built our online program, Marketing Magic, which is where you never waste money on marketing again. It's a promise that I, that I stand behind and I delivered it. Um, it's built on our one-on-one -on -one strategies with our clients. But when I turned it into a digital product, I suddenly realized, hey, there was a whole bunch of SD in there. <laughs> you know, that's like that one-on-one -on -one piece. And there's also a bunch of stuff that it's very different when you do it interactive, even with my other strategists, that when you turn it into online, we have to codify it much more, right? Seeing the confusion from people where they have more questions, where they struggle more. So the process even shifts a little bit. Like the process right. with one-on-one -on -one clients, we're, we're shifting the online program Slightly, which again is no big deal because I never went to a professional studio, did 600 hours of video, paid $100,000 to make it. We just, we did it with the people and, right. and we added all the interaction so that they get all the benefit and we're learning from them all of the tweaks. And so deliver and build. Yeah. So I love that. Deliver. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. That was, that was my five minute fix. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Because our, our goal with digitizing is we want to we, we want to create an AI robo coach that based on our algorithm will then make certain recommendations based on our methodology, you know. But we Ooh. have to add we have to add in the one to one human factor. We have to mm -hmm. factor that one in for sure. That sounds so. Is AI ready to do that yet? Can it not fully, not, not fully, but it, it's getting there. It's, it's the if then, if, if all of these conditions exist, then what would the methodology say? And then the AI would say, well, how, how well did that work? And what's the highest probability shot? And so AI, as it expands, will, will get better, but we're gonna give it our shot now with our if then scenarios. Um, and that's where, and that, cause that's how you would, that's how you advise. If but you you're tell not me giving this, it to the client, you're giving it to your coaches. Well, the, the client gives us the numbers and the scenario. The coach we plugs it into the AI. Plug, coach plugs it into the AI. It comes up with some options. Coach then, at this point, coach still has to use their experience and, okay, say, has experience and say, okay, here's, here are the options and, and do I agree with them? And let's assume for a second we do, which of the, of the options are the best. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like I still remember in university, our senior year, um, like our business honors class, they gave us this whole simulation, run your own China company. I don't know if they had this like back in your days, but it was this whole simulated thing. We stunk. We, yeah. <laughs> if I use that as an indication of my success in entrepreneurship, I would have been in really big trouble. Um, but even back then th these simulated models, um, they do work to a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, look, you're, you, the biggest question we get from our clients is because um, a lot of our clients are using some form of management system, you know, uh, planning out your 90 day plan. I mean, there's, there's you know, all sorts of these that are out there. 
the biggest question we get, and almost all of our clients are on them, their biggest question is, now what? Okay, I've, I've got a whole bunch of data. I've got analytics. I've got, you know, predictive analytics here. I've got my dashboard. Now what? Well, that's what BI. What's that? Well, that's BI, business intelligence, where right. you actually but, turn all that gunk into information. Right, exactly. And, 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 you know, at that point, there's logic, and then the emotion comes in, and, you know, most, most coaches... Ah, so your thing can sit on top of their system. It could sit either, ooh, you should partner yeah. with a BI company. That would be way fun. Yes. Because your thing will dovetail amazingly with some of the latest BI software. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There, there, there I go putting together industries, which is what I do. Um, because what the BI software does is it, it turns the, the data gunk. Um, I was a CIO for six and a half years. I'm, I'm a total data and, and tech geek. Oh, uh, wow, wow, wow. Cool. Yeah. So what, what the latest software, not even the latest, BI in general, what is it meant to do? It's meant to turn the data gunk into information. What do you then do with the information? Exactly. That's where your system comes in on top of the BI, but you are likely to need BI level information for in your order system to do it to work really well. Yeah. Your right. system is likely to, to choke on the gunk. It could. Yeah. It, the, and, and our, the way we roll it out, our plan is, is we're going to roll it out as just a consulting tool for how we're using it with our coaches. And that's where we're going to, deliver it and then build it later, like, as you said. Yeah. Um, and that's how we're going to revolution this. Find, find some BI companies. There's, there's big ones, there's little ones, because yeah. not only are they going to supercharge your tool, but they are the ones who already have the paying clients who need your tool. Right. Exactly. It's another foot in the door. Yeah. 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 It's a, re it'd be a great reciprocal yeah. relationship. Bonus. Yeah. Another sales funnel for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much fun. Okay, we could do this forever. Um, I wish we weren't out of time. I know my listeners are like, keep going. Sorry, guys. We'll have to have Carl back another time. Um, so, Carl, where can everybody find you, find out more about Seven Stage Advisors, get in touch? Sure. Well, carlgould.com is the gateway for all the things we do. Um, I, I, I have a gift for all of your listeners that would like to take us up on it. If you go to carlgould.com, uh, the contact us section of the site, um, we will give you a free business analysis. That is our, uh, our, our uh, give back to the entrepreneurial community. We do a few hundred of them a year. Um, you could sit with up to two hours with the growth advisor and we have a very specific process we take you through that will culminate in five growth, you know, suggestions for growth for your business. So if you'd like to take us up on it, carlgould.com, contact us and just write business analysis in the, uh, in the subject line. And we'll make sure that you spend some time with a business and business analyst, one of our growth advisors. Um, I'm pretty easy to find on social media and on, on, uh, on the internet. So carlgould.com and I'm at carlgould pretty much everywhere. So I love that. Okay, guys, we're going to put not only that link, but we'll also put in the show notes that that's what you should type lest you forget. Cause if I were you, I would definitely take, Carl take us up on this on it. offer. Take oh, us yeah. up on it. Yeah. I'll take you up on this offer. No guys, you should definitely, definitely do this. Um, awesome. So Carl, I actually like to surprise my guests at the very end and ask for a quote. Does not have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. But I always love these like pithy little wisdoms to send everyone on their way. Uh, your playing small does not serve the world. Ooh. Marianne Williamson. 
Uh, Nelson Mandela quoted that, um, and so he's widely credited with it, but it, it is a Marianne uh, Williamson quote from A Course in Miracles. That's cool. I never even heard of her, but now I am totally looking she's, her up. She's, ironically enough, she's running for president. What? Yeah, she's she's a presidential. I think she's still in the race, but she's she's a presidential candidate. So if you look no. up Marianne Williamson, they talk about her as the personal development inspirational author. That's her. So that's interesting. And this is what I get for not keeping up on politics whatsoever. I don't even know who's running for president right now. Yeah. You know what? It's not going to matter for a while you anyway. Let them. Many of them, them right now. It feels a little circus yeah. to me at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more people running for president than not right now. So just yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Let them fight it out, and and when when they get serious, then you can jump in. Yeah, my husband was playing the the original the Democratic um, what's it called the the first speeches last um, couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, um, and it was more of like background entertainment than anything else. Yeah, it was like really we're gonna spend ten billion dollars on something. Yeah, like it was right. Like, what? It's all the same. It's look, it's, you know, screw the rich, build the middle class, better health care, equal rights, better, you know, better schools and infrastructure. Vote for me. I mean, yeah, they're all much. saying the same thing, but it's they'll get serious at some point and then we'll find out what they're really like and they'll they'll weed themselves out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they always do. All right. Oh, yeah. This was amazing. Yeah, this is fun. This was so fun. Thank you, guys. For all of you listening. I know you know somebody who needs to hear this who might not be subscribed yet. So here's what I want you to do, as you know, because this is what we've been saying for a few episodes. I want you to figure out who needs this, who needs Carl's free business analysis, right? Who needs to hear about what it means to actually make it as a coach, to transition, how to build a business basically just from a place of, of interest, yeah? You don't have to have any specific training. You just, you go. You do it and, or, and this is what I think is a clincher of who you want to find to, to give this to, you don't have to even market and sell yourself so much, right? Cause that's kind of what I feel like you gave me a lot of like, you went in, you built this whole thing in the early days. Everyone was selling you, if you will, you know, right. and you were selling other people's programs and that's, that's okay too. And that's okay to start there. It is a great, I've, I've in almost every business I've ever launched, I started out by being the certified whatever of somebody else's product, and that was how I built my reputation. I earned my way to my earned money as well as earned my way, you know, profitably to building a brand. And then you'll know the time. That's when you can cut the umbilical cord and go out on your own. But it is, uh, I found that's one of the quickest ways to do it is to align with an existing IP and then create your own later. Love it. Yeah, for just me. for the uninitiated IP, intellectual property, guys. Yeah, thank, um, you. thank yeah, you. No problem. So sometimes we have the uninitiated on here, uh, but they become initiated very quickly as we teach them. Yes, they do. So yes, guys, do. somebody who needs to launch, they need to learn how to launch under someone else's IP, intellectual property, or that they've been doing that and it's time for them to cut the cord and see what it looks like bigger. Share this episode sdran.com slash 71. All the show notes, the episode, or they can just search it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, you know the drill. And we will catch you next week. Carl, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. 
Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?